Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sports Prep Live, where we unbox the mic and talk excellence in youth sports. tuning in everybody we're back with your friendly neighborhood podcast sports prep live i'm your host Graydon prescott so today we're on location with someone i've been dying to have on the show call her what you will high school all-american espn top two player in her 2020 class nike eybl national champion and usa basketball gold medalist the maestro aka caitlin clark is on the mic caitlin welcome to sports prep live thanks for having me i'm excited that you guys came over tonight and just to be clear, we officially dubbed you the maestro about two years ago. So if you need the nickname, which all great players do, I strongly consider the maestro. It says everything you need to know about Caitlin's impact on the court. I'm just saying. Now, I have so much that I want to touch upon while you're with us today. But before we begin to unpack your amazing basketball journey, when did you begin playing basketball and how were you introduced to the sport? I started playing basketball when I was about three years old. I would tag along to my brother's and cousin's basketball practices, and I was always just had the ball in my hands, and my dad always had the ball. Um, I started shooting before I could even have it touch the rim. I would just try to chuck it up there, even though it wouldn't go in, and I just remember my first time making a shot and just being like, wow, I'm running up to my dad. like It just went in, but yeah, when I was about three, I started having the ball in my hands. So I spoke with your dad a little bit, and I understand you played on a boys' youth team. Tell us a little about that experience, and were there any advantages or disadvantages in playing with and against boys? I think for advantages, um, definitely it just made me a more competitive player. I think boys are bigger, stronger, faster, no matter what the age is. Um, and it definitely, I was just competitive from the start, no matter what it was. Um, so I think that kind of just made me have the drive more. Um, but disadvantages, I would say, I don't think there was really any other than People didn't like that I was a girl playing against boys or beating up on boys, some would say. But other than that, I think it was really beneficial to me and how I developed as a basketball player. And did the fact that you were playing with boys in any way influence how often you would practice? Uh, I would say playing with boys uh, would make me want to practice more just knowing because they're really good. Um, but like I played with the boys, so I would just want to tag along to my brother's practices or my cousin's practices because they were boys, they were playing in competitive basketball league. So I didn't know any better. It's just what I wanted to do with my Saturdays, just go to their practices and work on my game. It's Graydon Prescott on Sports Prep Live, brought to you by Bob Brown GMC. And we're chatting with All-American high school basketball player, Dowling Catholic's very own Caitlin Clark. Now in the last segment, we briefly touched on your early basketball experience playing with and against boys. So let's fast forward a little bit. You've now joined a girls team. When did you begin to notice separation from your peers in terms of your skill set and the way you played the game? Right. I think my parents noticed it earlier than I did, um, just playing with the boys and seeing that I had that natural ability to start even before I would go to the gym and work out by my own. Um, I think they just noticed earlier than I did, but I would say around fourth, fifth grade, sixth grade, especially when I started playing with the girls, I realized that I was just a whole step ahead of them. And I think that helped me a lot to realize what I want to do. And like, I want to be great. And was that early separation at all tied to how often you trained or practiced basketball? I think when I started noticing that I did 
have a little bit of a higher step above other girls, I think it made me want to get in the gym more. Um, and I think that just made me want to get better. So, What about other sports? Were you a single sport kid or did you grow up playing other sports as well? If so, what were they and how long did you participate in other sports? I've started playing soccer as my first sport, actually, and I did that really young. And I also played, it was like a girl-boy co-ed team when I was really little. So I did that, um, which was kind of a wreck thing, which I just quit this year. So it's been kind of a change not having that in my life. But I did club for that too, all the way up till freshman year. And then high school soccer up until junior year when I just quit. Um, But I also played softball, which most people don't know. Um, My dad coached my team when I was really little. So that was kind of like a special bond we shared together. Um, But I did that till about sixth grade. And then it just became a lot. And my team wasn't very good. So it didn't make the experience very enjoyable. So then I quit that. So then I was mostly just soccer and basketball from there on out. And I think that kind of just helped me focus in on those two sports. And then just now I'm just a one sport athlete, but I would definitely recommend to most people just being a playing multiple sports as long as you can. I think it just helps you and it's a nice break to get away from one sport. Now, when it comes to youth sports, the apple does not usually fall that far from the tree. So in terms of your own competitive drive and athletic ability, does that come from your parents? And did either of them play competitive sports in high school or college? I would say it definitely comes from my parents. I mean, if you just sit in the stands and watch them during the games, they're both kind of freaking out over there. But I think they keep it together pretty well compared to some parents. But um, my mom ran track in high school and played basketball. And then my dad did pretty much every sport in high school. He went to Indianola. So he played football. He did baseball. He did basketball. Um, But then he went on to Simpson College, which is a D3 school, because he wanted to play baseball and basketball in college. He didn't want to have to give one up. So I think just having parents that like have been around the game has definitely helped me a lot and made my competitive drive higher. You also have an older brother who played basketball and football at Dowling. Shout out to Blake. Did having an older sibling who also played basketball help in the development of your game? If so, how? Yeah, I think having Blake around has definitely made me more competitive and helped me become better at basketball as well with other sports. He grew up playing soccer too, so... I don't know. I just remember before middle school every day, we would go out and try to get in a quick game of one-on-one out in the driveway. And he would never take it easy on me. He knew I was good. So he would always want to go hard and make me better. And he still does. He was a really good defender. He wasn't much of a scorer like I am. We're kind of like the opposite. I'm not big on the defense, but he's big on the defense. (laughs) So he would, he would go hard. He would deem me up, but no, he's, he's definitely been a big part of my competitive journey. So It's Graydon Prescott on Sports Prep Live, your friendly neighborhood podcast for excellence in youth sports, presented by Bob Brown DMC. We're continuing our conversation with one of the nation's top prospects, gold medal winner and now two-time USA basketball team member, Caitlin Clark. So this may seem counterintuitive, but there's a famous Michael Jordan commercial where he says, I have failed over and over in my life, and that is why I succeed. As an athlete, especially a young and accomplished athlete, is losing an important part of winning? If so, why? I think losing definitely is an important part of winning. I mean, when I was growing up, I hated losing more than anything. I would cry every time we lost. Um, but I think it definitely makes you, even to this day, makes you want to like work harder, get in the gym. If you had a bad game and that's why you lost, it just makes you want to get up more shots. Um, but I definitely think it teaches you lessons that you can carry on to your next game or next tournament. If you don't mind sharing, are there any setbacks that you've had to endure in your own basketball journey And how do you attack those negative outcomes to make sure you're better prepared next time around? 
Yeah, I think the biggest setback was making USA team as on the U16 team, but then I went to tryouts for the U17 team and I didn't make it. I broke my finger halfway through the trials. So I think just like taking a lot away from that and coming back and wanting to work harder. And then I played with my AAU team that summer and we won Nike Nationals. So I think that just shows even though sometimes you can fail, like you can work harder and achieve something even better. This is your second time making the USA team. When you walked into the gym, were there any players that when you saw them, you thought to yourself, oh my goodness. Oh, for sure. Just this year going to the U19 trials, it was a little intimidating. I mean, walking in and seeing four Baylor girls who had just won the national championship and knowing they were on that national championship team and you're not even in college yet is a little intimidating. And then knowing there's the SEC player of the year trying out for the team, uh, it definitely can be like, oh my gosh, I'm trying out with these girls. How am I possibly going to make it? But I think definitely a comfort level starts to set in and you just start playing your game and everything works out. Staying on that note. As a player that schools and coaches game plan for, who are two to three players in the state of Iowa that when you face, you know you have to bring your A game? Um, I would think Zoe Young for sure. I mean, she's surrounded by a lot of talent at Valley, and they have a great coach, and they're always, they're always ready to play us, and it's always a great game, a lot of fans. Um, I would also say Centennial. They play super good defense. They don't have, always have a star on their team, but they're all very, very solid. They're well coached, and they take pride in defense. That's what they're known for. They're going to hold you Hopefully under 50 points is usually their goal. But this year I'd also say Mason City. Um, they were throwing like three girls at me because I was kind of going off that game. That was the game that I scored 60. But they have Megan Meyer who's going to Iowa. So I think competing against her as well, and she's surrounded by a lot of talent there as well, has been a lot of fun. It's Graydon Prescott on Sports Prep Live, proudly sponsored by Rob Brown GMC. And we are here in the studio with Nike EYBL national champion Caitlin Clark. Of all those accomplishments you have had in the game of basketball, for instance, gold medalist, national championship, or even the first time beating your older brother in a game of one-on-one, what accomplishment are you most proud of and why? I would say everyone's just a little different. Um, Making the USA team is obviously probably the biggest one. Just being able to wear your country's name across your chest is a super big one, but there's also um, a little bit of like pride when you beat your brother one-on-one, it's kind of a big deal. So, um, I think each one gives you a different challenge, but at the same time, it can, it can be a little different when you accomplish each one. Dean Smith, Mike Krzyzewski, Pat Summit, Bobby Knight, on the pro level, Phil Jackson, Greg Popovich, AAU, Dixon Jensen. As a player, is it critical or just beneficial to have that sort of intensity and institutional knowledge when pursuing this level of basketball success? In other words, does great coaching really matter? I think great coaching does matter. I've been blessed enough to have really good coaches in my life, whether it's Ed Dowling or my dad or Dixon Jensen. Um, I think it's important for the coaches to know like what their players are best at and putting them in the best position to help them succeed but I think great coaching does matter and I think if you watch the NBA great they have great coaches there and their teams are the ones succeeding and I think it does matter at every level so I would say yes to that. Okay Caitlin so just before we close out our interviews here on SPL we'd like to go through our rapid fire session with each guest. This is where we ask short questions looking to elicit quick answers and fun facts. Are you ready? Yes sir. All right. Hawkeyes or Cyclones? Only as an Iowan, not trying to influence where you're going to college or anything, just Hawkeyes or Cyclones? Cyclones for my brother. Favorite school subject? Math. Most points scored in a game? 60. Toughest competitor you've ever faced? Megan Walker, who now goes to UConn. 
Rank the importance in basketball. Dribbling, passing, scoring. Passing, dribbling, scoring. Longest time without touching a basketball in the past five years. Jeez, probably like a couple weeks, two or three weeks. Most shots taken in a day. Thousand or more. Most threes in a game. Fourteen. Game shoes, high top or low cut? Low cut. And finally, for those young hoop players out there listening today, what two or three things should they be constantly working on to develop a stronger game? I think the top two, I would say one for sure would be ball handling because I even see at my age girls that are just not able to handle the ball, and I think that starts really young. Um, I was always around the game. I was always just dribbling even when I couldn't shoot, just being able to dribble the ball. So I think ball handling would definitely be number one, and it's always a benefit if you can handle the ball. You can bring it up the court. You can virtually play any position. And then two, I would just say shooting. It doesn't have to be from three, just basic form shooting. And make sure you have good form because a lot of kids nowadays just want to go straight all the way back to the three-point shot. Just stay around the rim and make sure you have your uh, good form shooting down. And I think whenever you get in the gym, just start with the form shooting right around the rim. And I think that's most important. So I would definitely say dribbling, number one, and then good, solid form shooting, working your way back as number two. I want to give a big shout out to the maestro, a.k.a. Caitlin Clark, for joining us here on SPL. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I'm glad you could come over and do this. And of course... Thanks to all of you for tuning in. I hope you learned a lot. I sure did. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Sports Prep Live.